I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, we're going to kick off a, a series today. Uh, I This really comes from an article I read a number of months ago. It was written by Greg Bell, former lieutenant governor for the state of Utah, currently heads up the hospital association here in the state of Utah. And as a contributor to the Deseret News, he, in mid-July, uh, wrote uh, an article, uh, a column, if you will, and it was headlined, The Loneliness of of running for office, and it walked through some of the some of the real kind of uh, in the trenches type details and realities of making the decision to become a political candidate and what it really means uh, for your mentality, for how you will then allocate your energies and your resources, and what that process of running for office actually looks like. The issues are, are of course, important. And as we walk through this series, which will be kicking off in just a moment with uh, first district candidate for Congress, Blake Moore, uh, we will be looking uh, much uh, at how they spend their time. You wake up in the morning and you have an objective. You want to uh, achieve elected office. You want uh, the appropriate number of constituents in uh, your perspective area to to say yes yes that is who we'd like to represent what do you do each day uh, to achieve that goal so to kick off this uh, this series blake moore joins me uh blake sir how are you i'm great how are you doing lee thanks for having me on yeah of course uh, you are running to represent utah's first congressional district uh i think i have bored the listeners repeating my background i have a special affection for the first district my job prior to coming here to ksl was uh, I was a congressional aide working for Rob Bishop, who uh, currently represents uh, the the first district. Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I just uh, I hope everyone who's looking to represent uh, Utah's first district uh, takes it seriously uh, and does a good job in the practice. So uh, I'd like to to focus on uh, what is a day in the life. You, sir, running for Congress, you've got a general election uh, coming up in November. How are you spending your days? Yeah, thanks. And I actually love that you started with that Greg Bell article. I remember reading that back in back in July, and, and my reaction to it was, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. That is that is exactly the way I've felt so many times. Um, never been around more people. Well, a lot of it's Zoom, so, it's, you know, to some degree, it wasn't the, the typical, you know, kiss a lot of babies and shake a lot of hands campaign. Yeah. But you're constantly around and interacting with people, and then yet alone you can. You, you can feel some serious uh, loneliness in, in, in that. That article was extremely well written, as expected, from from uh, a, a public servant like Greg Bell. Um, but, yeah, so 
a day in the life. You know, there's different phases of campaigns. And so it looks different, you know, when you're doing something, when you're when you're back in the convention time frame, you're calling, you know, there's a thousand delegates that you want to interact with. And so you spend a lot of your time calling and you had to we had to create a video this time because it wasn't an in-person deal. Um, and then, you know, we've had to film a few commercials and, and that type of stuff as it, as it gets to the primary. But once you win the primary, particularly the first district, uh, you know, you get a lot of people assuming, oh, you know, it's a heavily Republican district and and. You know, you, you should be able to take a breath. I haven't been able to enjoy that breath necessarily. <laughs> um, the scope is, is, you know, we've been digging in as a campaign team, leaving, leaving nothing unturned, it feels like. Um, and, and, you know, and not taking any of that for granted, still working, you know, even harder. But what's, what's fascinating is the scope changes. So you're not, you know, you, you, you're still thinking, you're still running the campaign. Right. Got, I, had to, I had to prove an email yesterday morning that was going to go out to broadly to everybody that included a link to a new commercial that we had just, you know, we had just filmed and, and posted. But you also have briefings from, yeah. you know, across the board policy-wise. So, I mean, yesterday we started in Logan early, early, in, the, early in the morning with a briefing from the Space Dynamics Lab. It's an extension of Utah State and a federally government-funded operation that you know not a lot of people know about but it's incredible what they're doing and the technology that they're building at there with respect to satellite and space exploration and then the chamber of commerce up in cash valley has a forum so it's kind of a debate style forum that you attend and then we had hill air force brief, hill air force base briefings in the afternoon which led literally bumped up right to a zoom fundraiser um that we were doing for our campaign with a, with an individual that was willing to, to host it for us and then um had a call with the NRCC. That, I mean, that was just that was just yesterday. Tomorrow, the breakfast meeting with the 25 business leaders at the up in Ogden, um, and uh, the Utah Foundation event. I'm actually looking at my calendar. The Utah Foundation event is it's tomorrow. We've got calls with members of Congress for the afternoon that are on uh, House Armed Services Committee, and so we're trying to you know, really lay the groundwork on how important that is. To uh, House, yeah. And, and how- House Armed Service is absolutely critical. Whoever represents Utah's first congressional district, uh, believe you me, uh, must uh, be a member of that Armed Services Committee. You've mentioned a number of organizations and groups, uh, and you have a fundraiser. Uh, I I know that uh, that COVID has certainly uh, made it challenging to to interact with potential voters. uh, But what uh, what are your interactions and what are your efforts to you know ensure you have interactions uh, with potential voters? Yeah, like like the breakfast tomorrow morning is. Is, is is a group there yesterday like like i said the, the chamber of commerce event there was probably 50 people there were spread out a little bit um and it's been tough i remember over labor day i was calling around to different city council folks and asking are there any breakfasts going on for labor day morning <laughs> and there was nothing um i'm trying to do something for you know i, I called some of my uh, some of the folks on our campaign that were helpful on the campaign up in, in south summit and they're like maybe come to the football game there's a high school football game. Maybe you can come to that where there'll be some people there. It's been really difficult to to, to find ways to have group gatherings um, just because a lot of it's not naturally happening right now. Yeah. But I've had several people that have hosted backyard events. So we'll be leveraging that, and we just have to do a lot more digital. Political scientists will someday write entire textbooks about the experience uh, through which you are passing uh, right now. You are, uh, you know, you're 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 blazing new trails. Uh, you and, and your your opponent and all others uh, running for elected office right now. I, I don't envy the challenge. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you've got a website. Electmore.com. M O O R E. 
please take a look and, and interact and, and, and reach out. We'd love to chat with anybody that's out there that wants to to hear, hear our plan. Excellent. Blake Moore, Republican nominee for Utah's first congressional district running for Congress. Uh, Blake, thanks for your time. We'll continue this series over the next few weeks. We're going to make our way through all those running for office. I want to learn. Uh, you, you can get their policy positions uh, on their websites. You have heard from them in the debate setting. I just today got a full calendar of all the debates on the horizon. Uh, I am curious, of, of course, about all those things, uh, but they're also human beings. And how do they navigate these very stressful and high stakes uh, events and activities and efforts to earn your vote. What is that life like? Uh, we're going to discover that over the course of the next few weeks here on this program. Quick break. When we return, I've got a treat for you. I've got a treat for you. The reigning six-time PRCA World Championship bull rider, Sage Kimsey, is going to be my guest next. He's competing this week in Utah. You'll get the details and a little bit of his background next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.